let go and let God. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis. But I want to show you something that's pretty interesting here. Look at verse 4. It says, so, so Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. I want to talk about this morning trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Part three, amen. In 1981, Rabbi Harold Kushner wrote a very popular book. The title of the book is When Bad Things Happen to Good People. The book was a bestseller. Hal Kushner in his book, in an attempt to make sense out of tragedy in his own life, concluded that God has to choose between being good and being powerful. That he cannot be both at the same time. Hal Kushner in his pain had a very distorted view of God's sovereignty. Many of us, when we are suffering, when we're going through calamity, when things show up in our lives unexpectedly, come on somebody, we sometimes question whether God is good or whether God is powerful. And oftentimes, it leads us to a place where we start doubting God. I don't know about you, but I've been there in my journey where I could not make sense of what God was doing. But saints, I want to tell you something that no matter if it doesn't make sense to you, you got to remember that God is still God. Come on, somebody that we serve a God that never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And many of us struggle when we experience the bad in life. We fail to remember the good times. Amen. And the God that was with us in those times. We lose trust in God. We lose focus on God because our problems become bigger than our God. I told you last week, amen, in chapter 12, we find that God had appeared to Moses. And I gave you th four things last week, amen, that if you're going to trust God, the first thing I told you last week is you must hear the voice of God. The second thing I told you is that you must heed his instructions. The third thing I told you last week is that you must not hesitate when God has given you a command. Oftentimes we hesitate because it doesn't make sense of what God is asking us to do. Do I have anybody? 
And then I told you lastly, if you're going to make it and if you're going to trust God and if you're not going to doubt, especially in adversity and trials, what you must do, what you must do is hold on to his promises. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. I will make you great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Come on, somebody. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So in other words, he was telling Abraham, Abraham, you matter to me. Do I have anybody? You do matter to God. And sometimes because we have a dim look at our situation, amen, and because we have taken our eyes off of God, I believe that we start feeling down and we start getting depressed. But I want to tell you, you matter to God. That God loves you and God cares about you. But what you're going through right now is necessary. I'm going to say it one more time. It's necessary, watch this, for your development, but also for your dedication to God. Do I have anybody? And we find that Abraham now, he has heard God. God has spoken his promises to Abraham. And Abra Abram now, this is what I found out. His name, Abram, is mentioned 60 times in the whole Bible. But his name Abraham is mentioned 230 times throughout the whole Bible. You see, at the beginning of his journey with his trust in God, come on somebody, he had some cracks in his character. But when he became Abraham, come on somebody, he became fully matured and he was able to be called the father of faith. We look at Abraham's life and we know that he was a great man, but Abraham, as I told you last week, he grew up in a pagan society. They had left Ur, hallelujah, amen, and they had moved on and they had settled in a place where they should not have settled, amen. I told you that oftentimes we settle Amen, because it doesn't make sense. Or we settle because things have become good again. Can I tell you something? When it get good, get nervous. I wish I had somebody. When it gets good, get nervous because guess what? There's a possibility that you and I may become comfortable and, and forget that it was God who brought us here. Do I have anybody? The Bible says, the Bible declares that his dad took him from Haran. Do I have anybody? And they were supposed to head to where? Amen. They were supposed to, no, they were Ur, they were Ur of the Chaldeans. They, were, they went to Haran. They settled to Haran. They were really headed to Canaan, but they took a detour. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning, possibly you've taken a detour because you're trusting in yourself and you're not trusting God. Do I have anybody? And so here they are. He stayed in Haran for 25 years. 
25 years, Abram is settled. He has a family. He has friends. He had prosperity. He was blessed. And then God appears to him and says, hey, man, it's time to move. Can I ask you something? Would you give it up for God? And oftentimes, God, God gave me an illustration this week. He instructed me to do something. And in that instruction, it would have cost me something. And I was, I was, I was, I was ignoring the thought. I'm riding my bike. I'm saying, no, uh -uh, mm -mm, no, man, no. I know you ain't told me to do that. That can't be of God. <laughs> you know, whenever it comes down to money, you know, you, you start debating, right? You, you know, if it's something you can give away, something you already own and you can give it away, it's cool. But when it comes down to money, <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. See, see, you're holding on to that as your security. And when you have this, you think you're secure. But guess what? Money does not bring you security. And I know we say that, but it's hard to actuate that in our lives until you learn how to give it away. So that's exactly what I had to do. God told Abram, Abram, you got to leave. You got to leave this place. Watch this. He's 75 years old. He's an older man now. He had been there. He had settled down. And I'm talking to somebody here. You, watch this, watch this. You are afraid of new beginnings. <laughs> and God is saying to you, you keep hanging around that place. And guess what? You're going to be out of my will. It's a matter of trust. I got four things I want to give you today. Look what the text says. Abram received his calling from God. See, here's the thing. If you look at verse 1, it says, now the Lord said to Abraham. See, here's what I found out. Receiving the instructions is one thing. You know, a lot of us say, the Lord, I mean, Lord told me. Verse 1. What does verse 1 say? Now the Lord said. <laughs> now watch it. Between the saying and the doing, there's a gap right there. And this is where we fail to trust God. We fail to trust God right between the, the saying and the doing. We say we trust God. We've heard the voice of God. Anybody, anybody heard the voice of God telling you something? Listen, I'm telling you, you got to hear the voice of God. You have to hear what he's saying to you. Pastor, what does this voice say? I'm telling you, listen to what I'm saying. He's speaking right now. People say, well, I don't know how God speaks. Listen to the man of God. He is the messenger, the angelos. Come on, somebody. And he is ministering to you right now through the word of God. That's why when you hear preaching, make sure the preacher's not talking about the word, but he's dealing with the word. Because we heard a whole lot of that. 
folk running around the scripture and not dealing with the scripture. The text says what? Now the Lord said to Abram. He said it. Hey, Abram, listen, this is what you need to do, man. He told him to do what? Two words, two letters. What did he say? Go. <laughs> Go, Abraham, but you got to leave some stuff behind. Now, the reason you have to leave some stuff behind, Abram, is because when, you tr when you're trusting me, you have to give me an opportunity to show you that it's me. And oftentimes, we only show one hand. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We're holding on to our security. We're holding on to stuff. And we're saying, yeah, I'm trusting God. But just in case, I ain't no fool. I ain't no fool. I ain't no fool. Just in case. God said, Abram, Abram, let me tell you something. You can't fool me because I am omniscient. I know everything. I'm omnipresent. In other words, I'm everywhere at the same time. I can see everything. I know everything. I know the hearts of man. So guess what? While you're holding your hand behind your back, I see it. I can see from the back of you. I can see to the front of you. I can see. Listen, I got 360 vision, not 2020. <laughs> I can see. And he said, listen, I want you to leave all that stuff behind. I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your relatives. I want you to leave your father's house. And I will what? Show you. That's vision. And oftentimes God is saying, listen, trust me and I'll show you. But from, the, from that point to this point, we give in. We give in to doubt. We give in, come on somebody, to our circumstance. We give in to our situation. And God says, man, I was about to show up. But you stepped in. God told him. That's what I need you to do. But watch verse 4. That's where we're going to land today. Some interesting things here in this verse. This one verse. Look what it says. So Abram did what? Went forth. Stop right there. The word for went... In the Hebrew, the word means to walk, right? So, okay. So, in, in, in hermeneutics, you have what's called the law of first mention. I taught my students this at seminary. I said, what you have to do is you have to see where the word is first used. Okay, follow me on this. It says, so Abram went forth. So the word means to walk. The first place I find that word walk is in the Bible in Genesis when it says, and God was walking in the garden. Second place I see this word walk 
It says, and Enoch walked, watch this. He walked with God, watch this, 300 years. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Second place I saw the word, third place I saw the word, it says, and Enoch walked with God until he was not. How you walk with God and then you're not? He disappeared. He, he walked off the face of the earth. First rapture in the Bible. Watch this. The, third, the fourth place I saw the word walk, it says, and Noah walked with God. And I started to think to myself, Man, if God says it and I go, I'm not going alone. I got a guarantee that when I walk, I'm walking with God. And how many of you know that when you walk with God, come on, brother, everything is going to be all right. You don't have to worry. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to say, man, what's going to happen? You, all you do is keep walking with God. So the first point that I want to give you, that's not my point, but I'm going to give you this point. First thing you got to do if you're going to trust God, I thought it was so powerful. I thought it was so powerful. You must believe God. Listen, what you just went through, man, I was believing for you, but I knew you believed. And you believed, man, and that's the reason why you're sitting here today. somebody here today, I'm not talking about salvation belief. That ain't what I'm talking about. We doubt them. We doubt. We don't trust. From the moment we get into trials and situation and circumstance, we don't believe him. But if you walk with God, you get stronger. If you walk with God, you'll get wiser. If you walk with God, you'll get better. Because when I look at those two men that walk with God, they became great men, including Abram. The Bible says, and Abram what? Went. He didn't hesitate. He didn't think about it. He believed God so much so that he just picked up and said, we out. <laughs> Amen. We gone. Right, listen, bye. Uh, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not staying in this mess no more. No, you can't hold me back. 
You thought you had a, yeah, your hooks in me, but the Lord told me to leave. And guess what? I believe him. The question today is, do you believe? And if you don't believe, be like the man, the father who says, I don't believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. Listen, 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 listen. I know there were some people that helped you, but it was God helping you through them. And you owe God the glory. You owe God. Man will can't do nothing for you. He's limited. And listen, you may have made up your mind that you were going to change, but it was God who changed your mind. God did that. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch, 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 watch. He says, he says, so Abram went, put the scripture back up there. It says, so Abram went forth. Gosh, I got to hurry up. As the Lord had spoken to him. May I say this? You know, when Abram gave up his place in his father's household, he was fortifying his security, he was putting his survival at risk, he, his identity, his future, his security in the hands of the Lord. Saints, today you got to turn it over to him. The text says he went forth not as his brother had told him. Not as anyone else has told him. But the question I have for you today is, how do we bring that to today? It's a good question, isn't it? So if you're going to let go and let God, the first thing you got to do is believe God. But the second thing you got to do, here it is, here it is. You must believe God's word. God's word. He did what, listen, can I ask you something? What has God told you to do through his word? Listen, let, let, me, let me say this. We have the same mandate as Abram. What was Jesus' last words? Go. He says, Matthew 28, 18, right? But if you read 17, he says, all authority has been given to who? To me, Jesus. Where? In heaven and on earth. Now verse 18 flips in and says what? Go. See, what happens to a lot of us, we don't believe his word. You want to know why? We don't read it. <laughs> Which, you thought I was going to get deep, right? <laughs> Y'all thought I was going to get real seminary deep. Yeah. No, we just don't read it. Well, I don't understand it. The reason you don't understand it is because maybe you have a natural mind. Because the Bible says the natural mind cannot accept the things of God. Amen. Because the natural man is depraved. But for the spiritual people. If you want answers to questions and things that's going on in your life, believe his word. Go to the word. 
The word has your answer. God will clearly speak to you from his word. Listen, the beginning of faith and trust always begins with God and his word. With who? God and his word. And watch this, his call and his promise. God is saying, don't just believe me. Believe what? The word is a lamp and a light unto my path. The word is like a hammer. Come on, somebody. The word is like fire shut up in my bones. The word is living. The word is active. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word can pierce through the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The word is good for my material, non-material, and my psychological. You want to act crazy? The word of God can straighten that out. The word... The writer, if you read Psalm 119, just sometime, just pick it up. Longest book in the Bible. Read it. He says, your precepts I love more than silver and gold. He says, wisdom is what I want. And when I go to your word, I can read it and I can understand how to live my life. Saints, if we're going to trust God, we got to trust in his word. We have to believe his word. Watch the next thing. Watch the next thing. Now, here's the problem right here. I told you <laughs> that Abram, the name Abram, he had little issues. All right? Don't be so hard on Brother Abram. Because guess what? God was patient with you. And guess what? He's still patient with you. And guess what? He's still waiting for you. Because when your yes is really a no, he still shows you grace. When you said you would and you didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. Guess what he did? Yeah, yeah, he still blessed you. He still caused you to wake up. He still paid those bills. See, don't be so hard on other people. Brother Abe, Brother Abe made a mistake. In his trust. Why did they put it there, right? The text says, and what happened? And, and Lot went with him. You know why we fail to trust? Because we don't believe his word. And we don't believe him. My now, I know culturally why it was supposed to happen. Right? He was, the, he was the uncle. His daddy had died. Quite naturally, he was taking care, okay, of his nephew. But let's just scroll back up in God's word right here in verse 1. Go to verse 1 right quick. Unless I'm tripping. And, and, and what does it say? It says, now, uh, go forth from your what? And from who? The relatives. Relatives. Now go back to verse 4. See, this is how we do it in trusting God. I told you, in between the getting and the going, 
we show that we don't really trust. He's credited, right, in, in the Bible as being the father of the faith, of faith, period. But here we find, as Abram, he has some trust issues. He didn't follow instructions. And when you read the word, this is why I say you got to believe the word, you must follow it exactly the way God tells you. Listen, stop putting your little claws and addendums in there. Stop, stop saying, oh, well, you know, well, it's not really, you know, God didn't really say, well, see, you know, you know, nah, well, you know, that, that, that was back then. <laughs> Amen. You know what they did to a child? When, when a child was, do you know how they disciplined a child in the Old Testament? That's one of them. But here's worse than stoning. They would spit in the face of the child. And the child would walk around with that shame for seven days. For seven days. For seven days. I think that's worse than stoning. So the child understood that I'm going to act right because the consequence, watch this, was so deplorable, it was worse than the stoning. God didn't change the rules. He just changed the methods today. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think you're hearing me. I'm not telling you to spit in your child's face, but what I'm saying to you is hold your child accountable. Stop allowing them to run rampant. Stop allowing them to do things without accountability. Put them on blast. Yeah, put them on blast. Amen. So that they understand that, listen, you can't live that way because you represent us. That's God's word. That's God's word, God's way of parenting. Right? Abram took Lot. Now, Lot, which we'll get into later on, Lot became a problem to Abram. Lot was a, listen to this, the Bible called Lot a lover of the world. Now, watch this. Do you not know that God knows everything? So why did God say, don't take no relatives because he understood what was coming later? Sometimes, come on somebody, God is telling you to do something, but you want your way so bad that you would rather, give me the next point, you would rather disobey God than obey him. The next point is this. If you're going to trust God, you must what? How? Completely. Without reservations. Listen, stop changing the word to fit your situation. Lot became a thorn in his side. 
Lot went out here in the wilderness and Lot started getting big. And he came to his uncle and said, Uncle, listen, man, the land's too big for me, for both of us. He got big for his britches, you see what I'm saying? And pride. Lot said, I can't live here with you no more. Now, if I had time, I'd deal with that. Because ungratefulness, man, is something that sets into people's hearts. I took you when your daddy died. I raised you. Come on, somebody. I fed you. I clothed you. Listen, I gave you everything you have on your back. The reason you have livestock, the reason you have slaves is because of me. And now you have the audacity to come to me and tell me we need to separate ourselves. You know what Abram said? Man, I, Abram said, listen, son, see this land? Pick. And Lot, because he loved the world, he picked the land that had all that was fruitful. And Abe took the land that was barren. And in the end, the land that was barren became flourishing with fruit. And the land that was flourishing became barren. And guess what? He ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. When God tells you to leave some people behind, no matter how much you love them, let them go. God knows why. Listen, and you single women who be trying to fix up these men, Leave that brother alone. <laughs> I'm saying one more time. Leave him alone. You ain't, you ain't Dr. Phil and you ain't God. And you knew he showed you signs of craziness. But you thought, I could fix him. I'm going to bring him with me. He's emotionally scarred. He's mentally messed up. He doesn't know the Lord. And here you go. Come on, let's go to church. And guess what he do? Guess what he do? He pull you right out of church. So listen, it may not make sense now as to why God wants you to leave, watch this, the people you love behind. But it's, it's a necessary ending. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a necessary ending. How many, how many experienced this? Come on, come on, somebody. You thought you could help that nephew. You thought you could help that child. And guess what? They burnt you. You thought you could help that brother. But if that brother ain't saved, and guess what? He going to act saved because he can get, he want a place to sleep. He going to come to church for three Sundays. Three Sundays. That's it. And he may even sit on the front row. That's how a lot of women get fooled. Just because he come to church three Sundays doesn't mean he know the Lord. Leave him. Come on, let's say it again. Leave Lot behind. Lot, but you don't understand, I'm a family man. 
you ain't God. You ain't God. See, and that's the problem what we're trying to do. We're trying to say, listen, listen, can I share, can I share a personal testimony with you? My mother left me in an apartment, in a studio apartment at 15 years old. A garbage bag with my clothes and two cans of beans in the cupboard and walked away from my crazy behind. Because I wasn't no good thing to deal with. But that's the best thing she ever did for me. It was hurtful. It scarred me for life until I met Jesus. But it was the best thing she ever did to me. Because, see, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen. I, my heart was wrong. I didn't know the Lord. And she, I didn't find my mom. I grew up in a shelter, a group home. Went from shelter to shelter. They wouldn't put me in a foster home because I was so bad that people didn't want me in their house. And then I went up in the group home, and I thought it was a gang, you know what I mean? I ran the place. <laughs> then they put me out of there. Then I was homeless. Then they put me in another home, and I go up there charging up the staff. Then they put me out again. See, I was just like Lot. And there are a lot of lots in our lives that God is telling us, listen, you got to leave that alone. Obey me completely. People look at the glory. They don't know the story. Homeless. At 17, I was an alcoholic. At 17, they were taking me to AA meetings because I used to drink all day long. Because I wouldn't listen to my parents. Because I had a rebellious heart. But God, at 25 years old, he saved me. And listen, it's harsh because you love these people. I don't know why I'm staying here. But guess what? You let God fix it. A lot, of, a lot of you kids here, you're giving your parents a hard time. But I promise you, that moment when I walked home and everything was gone was a reality moment for me. Reality moment. She's gone. She didn't look back either. We didn't reunite till I was about, what, 20 years old. And here I am saying to myself, how could you leave your child behind? But you know what? Thank God that she did that. It made me a better man. It's called tough love. Lot went on on the journey, but he wasn't grateful. He was ungrateful. But if God tells you, do it this way, do it that way. Look what it says here. Now, Abram was 75 years old when he departed Haran. 
75. It would take another 20 years. Listen to this. For all of the promises that God had promised him in verses 1 to verse 3 to come to pass. So those of you who want a quick fix, it ain't going to happen that way. 75 years old. So my last point is this. If you're going to trust God, you must not be afraid of new beginnings. Don't be afraid. It's, it may be unfamiliar ground that you're walking. It may be like, man, I can't, I, I don't know, I don't know. How are we going to pay these bills? You got to trust. But I'm not concerned about the how anymore. Because I know who's in control. Don't be afraid. Of new beginnings. New beginnings.